Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello once again, everybody. It is time for the Mainland Podcast, episode number 192. I am Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. That is SB Nation's site that covers Orlando City SC. We also cover the Orlando Pride, OCB, um, the Orlando Seawolves, whatever else happens in Central Florida soccer-wise. We are, we are uh, all about that, and uh, we, uh, we like to cover it. We would like to one day again cover it, but there is uh, a continuing... Uh, pandemic social distancing in effect so uh we're not we're not we don't have anything to cover but joining me to not cover it as always up in tallahassee david Rowe. dave how are you this week uh well this is my week off of work so i'm halfway through that eight day stretch of the longest period of me not being at work in probably a decade um, I'm holding up pretty well, I, I must say, um, between having to take care of the kids, uh, catch up on TV shows, and uh, PlayStation, not to mention the odd uh, honeydew list item. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, the uh, Today, for me, uh, I know you're a Manchester United fan, but today, of course, is a Remembrance Day of the... 96 uh, people who lost their lives at the Hillsborough match uh, for Liverpool fans. And uh, so that's been on my brain a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, more so um, just remembering and uh, wishing that I could watch Orlando City or Liverpool or anybody play soccer again. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, happy thought to start the show, Dave. (laughs) I Um, didn't want to forget. (laughs) Yeah, well... You didn't forget, and now none of us are forgetting either, so we're all screwed. Thanks thanks to Dave for that we're one. We're supposed to remember. This is, uh, of course, a day later than it normally drops, this show, but um, we're all essentially living the same long, never-ending day anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So yeah. here is your episode 192. There's not a lot of news anyway, so... Why don't we just dive into it today? The uh, we well, we just heard the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation has dropped its its development academies, and now a day later, MLS announced that it's going to be 
uh, announcing a, it announced a new um, elite competition for youth academies, they call it. And the competition platform uh, is supposed to provide year-around high-level matches for MLS club academy teams and non-MLS academy teams that previously participated in the U.S. Uh, Soccer Development Academy, which has just recently ceased operations. Now, the the key words in the statement that was put out, uh, national and international uh, matches, um, we are expecting that Mexican academies and U.S.-based academies will will be uh, squaring off against each other. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of cool. I, I'm not really um, prepared to talk a whole lot about this, but I just thought it was interesting to bring up because literally it just, this news just dropped um, minutes before you and I sat down to record. Oh, yeah. No, I, I literally had to go back and amend my article that comes out tomorrow because of that news drop. Um, the thing that I would say about it is, um, you know, like you say, we don't have a ton of information. The one little bit of information that caught my eye is that there is a future potential competition opportunities for girls. In other words, they don't have anything in place as they start this thing, which stinks. Yeah. But you know, it, the uh, the development academy, the U.S. Soccer Development Academy, was bleeding girls' teams anyway to the ECNL. True. Um, so I don't know that it's going to have a lot of a f- impact on them. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously, we normally see whatever happens. Generally, the girls get the worst of it, and um, it sucks. Especially when it comes to U.S. Soccer. <laughs> yeah. So you know they don't have a, a great track record. So we'll see how it, it we'll see how it shakes out before we start roasting it. And if it deserves to be roasted, we'll roast it. So oh yeah, I'm I'm literally saying what they said in their announcement about this whole thing. So yeah. All right. So let's see what else can we discuss, Dave? We have uh, we we've been hearing rumors about how Leeds United would like to uh, sign. Uh, Kyle Laren, former Orlando City striker, who has uh, he's been on loan for Besiktas, and he's had a, p- a pretty good uh, stint um, uh, in his loan spell. And uh, so the there's a report uh, running around that there's a 5.2 million pound bid for Laren. That's sort of on the table, but sort of not because of this whole pandemic thing right now. And we'll see how that goes. Um, we didn't initially get any. Um, information when Laren was transferred to Besiktas, mm-hmm. if there was a sell-on clause in that deal, we're trying to do that. We're reaching out to our sources now to try to figure out if if he does go to, to Leeds and for a big price, will Orlando get a little piece of that action? Will uh, we certainly hope so because that's that's typically part of selling a player to a European team, but not always. Uh, and this was a weird. This was a weird one already because the, because of the way it happened when Laren was sold and the lengthy process, um, like, Orlando City didn't split the proceeds with MLS like they normally would. Right. So there may have been some, like, expediting of this, and the league said, hey, just take this, and we're not going to get into all the details and 
and so that may have been upfront money uh, that kind of made it so that they don't have back end money on a sell on. But we'll see. We're, we're looking into it. Yeah, two thoughts on that. I mean, the first being, uh, hopefully, Orlando gets some money out of it. If they don't, like you said, yeah, it, if we find out why, then and it makes sense. You know, no big deal. The other no big deal thing for me is, um, you know, there's still people that I are probably a little bit hot about how he left and all that. Yeah, I don't care at this point. It's it's been you know it's been a while, um, and I'm at the. I'm at the, you know, wish the kid well and, and, you know, I mean, all that happens is if he goes and he does well um, at Leeds is, you know, Orlando City gets mentioned more. Yeah, and it's, I don't really hold any ill will towards Kyle Lahren for the way he left. I mean, first of all, he was putting up numbers and didn't get a raise uh, yeah. in Orlando. Um, he was always up front with the club. I'd like to play in Europe someday. Um he had an opportunity to go, and he went. I don't think he got the best advice from his his uh, representation to just, yeah, just go there, and then they'll have no choice but to sell you. Just go there. Don't even worry about the fact that they've picked up your option. Just go to Turkey. Right. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, then they'll figure it out later. Um, and, of course, the Turkish teams are notorious for not recognizing option years, which are pretty common uh, structures and contracts for athletes in the United States. So um, yeah. it, it's, you know, Besiktas uh, is part of the problem here. His agent is part of the problem here. Uh, I think Laren is far down the chain. Uh, you know, part of the problem was Orlando City yeah. neglected to pay a guy who was really, you know, performing well over his contract. So there's plenty of blame to go around. I don't really harbor any ill will over this. In fact, if 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 Laren uh, develops like he you know like he played this year, I'd welcome the guy back because we need guys that can put the ball in the net. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I said, you know, no ill will. I hope he I hope he does well. I I think ultimately, you know, even if we don't get paid out of it, you know, the if he goes and he does well, the you know the recognition and the, and the mentions for Orlando city, you know, go up around the world. And that's a good thing. Sure. I think so. I think you're on to something there. Uh, all right. What, what else, Dave, we have, uh, of course, last week we discussed the, um, uh, the quarantine groups, the, the quarantine, mm-hmm. what, what team would you like to be on? And, uh, I think, did we both pick group five? I know I did because of Tom Sermani. Yeah, yeah, you know, we were both. Okay. Yeah, we were both on there because of Tom. Yeah. All right. So group five was the winning group. The most votes, twenty-seven percent of our readers who voted uh, voted for group five, which was to remind everybody: Dom Dwyer, Ashlyn Harris, Tom Sermani, Luke Bowden, and Marta. Uh, that was a uh, not like a landslide victory, but it, it was uh, you know they they won and. Um, Group four, which was another group that I liked quite a bit, uh, was second place, 22%. That was uh, Kyle Laren, Sidney LaRue, Adrian Heath, Chris Mueller, Emily Van Egmond. Uh, group three was in third, 16% of the vote. Nani, Ali Krieger, Mark Skinner, Lamine Sané, and Alana Kennedy. Uh, group one came in fourth with Kaka, Ems, uh, Claire Emsley, Jason Christ, Justin Miram, 
and Chris Nedmans, so <clears throat> that they were not doing well last time we recorded, and that group uh, gained a little gained a little bit in uh, uh, in the vote, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe because we put a spin on it that people liked. Uh, it, you know what? Nobody's telling us that it wasn't us, so I think we can assume it was. I will take full credit for that. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that Kaka uh, and his group finished fourth. Um, group two uh, came in fifth, thirteen percent of the vote. Uh, Jonathan Spector, Alex Morgan, uh, James O'Connor, Breck Shea, and Chioma Obogugu, and that probably would have been my third group. Um, yeah, probably. Let's see. Yeah, because I, I I think uh, I would have I would have had group three. As my second pick, um, and then yeah, group two would have been my third. So I don't, know, you know, one would have been interesting though. I, I would I would spend the quarantine with any one of these groups and be happy. Oh sure, absolutely. Uh, group six brought up the rear seven percent of the vote, and this was an interesting group because I based some of this on our recent most popular players poll and two of the final eight in that poll Krishna Gita and Juan were in this group and the star power of those two did not transfer over to this competition no it did not and um you know Pickett's a uh, a bit of a you know well-known uh person in her own right mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know the opportunity to talk to the new skipper would have been would have been attractive as well but uh yeah they just they, for whatever reason they weren't able to pull it together right that group also included uh, carson pickett as you mentioned oscar pareja and camilla uh some folks may be worried that they wouldn't be able to communicate but i think that uh, krishna gita's english is probably good enough nowadays uh juan probably would be the tough one to talk to but camilla could could translate there so i think he'd be all right yeah uh, but that would that was a a pretty solid group that came in last didn't get uh, very much of the vote so but it was an interesting little experiment that we did and and i appreciate everybody who who voted in that it was uh it was fun to put that together but uh, in the end just too much too much power in that group five too much star power with uh marta and ashlyn harris dom dwyer and of course everybody loves tom sermani because why not yeah, he's great. All right, so we uh, we did another thing this week, which was a little... It's bringing out some people, it's bringing out some comments. Uh, our Scott Carnavale put together a worst 11 in Orlando City MLS history, MLS era only. And uh, it's got some folks talking. And this is an interesting, uh, you know, experiment by him. And, and it was... You know, he set some rules that he went back, and, and of course, he, he set the rules so he can break them. So he broke them in one in one uh, respect. But the rule was you had to play a minimum of 10 games or 800 minutes. And uh, some some people are, like, uh, up in arms about uh, some folks who didn't qualify that are not on here. And other people are, are wanting Justin Merrim on the worst 11, although his statistics are better than other players so <laughs> yeah uh, uh so anyway it's it's interesting so we look at the worst 11 he's got james o'connor as the coach and that's uh, you know solely based on the fact that james o'connor's win-loss record was the worst uh, you know in mls in orlando city history so 
Um, you know, it's kind of, you can't argue with that. That's just numerical data. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he didn't like him. It's just going, you, know, you know, straight stats on that one. Right. And it's, again, and it's not player I hate the most. It's worst which players. Is, which, <laughs> is why, which is why Merrim's not on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been talking to some folks online about it. Uh, Merrim in 17 games was in on four goals. That's a goal and three assists. Uh, he also scored a particularly large goal in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, in a game that went to a penalty shootout. So, um, you know, when I say, uh, you know, Justin Miram didn't have great stats when he was here, but you take a look at Giles, uh, Giles Barnes, who was part of five goals, three or three goals, uh, two assists, in twice the number of games as Miram. Right. Um, I think you, you see that the numbers don't really add up. I would have put Giles Barnes on this team before I would have put... Um, Justin Merrim on it. And of course, a lot of the players I would have put on here, um, you know, that that minimum number of minutes played restriction really eliminates the guys who are truly the worst players in Orlando City MLS history. (laughs) Which is why they didn't play that many minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So Donovan Ricketts is the goalkeeper and Ricketts didn't play terribly. Uh, but when you compare him to some of the other uh, goalkeepers who played here, of course, Joe Bendick had a, a, a bad season, but other than that, he was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, Tally Hall played pretty well uh, in, a, in his short stint, and, of course, uh, Pedro Galese doesn't uh, qualify yet and probably will end up being the best we've had. Um, Brian Rowe was not spectacular, but he was solid. Uh, I think that's that's how you get to Donovan Ricketts. Uh, his back line, and I know there was a lot of, um, he had a lot of angst about left back. He went ended up going with Donnie Toya uh, because of the just absolute lack of any offensive threat at all out of the fullback position. Um, he he kind of tossed around Breck Shea. Uh, I pointed out that Breck Shea wasn't a great defender, but he did actually help the offensive end uh, of the, you know, at the offensive end of the field. So uh, I think that kind of broke that tie a little bit. I think could have. I'm not sure if Kevin Alston had enough minutes at left back to qualify. So Toya is kind of there by default. Your center backs are Sean St. Ledger and David Mateos. I think that if you ask most people who have been around since 2015, Mateos is probably the the odds-on favorite to get the worst center back uh, <laughs> award uh, for the club. Sean St. Ledger was, I think, not terrible, but I think when you when you look at the way that he left the team, yeah, uh, it kind of makes it worse. And also, uh, I mean, I say not terrible, but he also wasn't very good. I mean, it was just kind of a – it's kind of hard to tell how good he was because – we wasn't partnered well and defense was kind of an afterthought the first few years, but um, yeah, so St. Ledger and, and Mateos, I think is a pretty fair assessment based on minutes played. Cause there were guys that played fewer minutes that were not as good probably as, as St. Ledger, probably better than Mateos maybe. Uh, so Alston ends up the, as the right back um, on the worst 11 um, and again, just didn't really offer a whole lot. I think is is part of the problem. Um, other guys yeah, we're not we're not talking about minutes. just abs 
we're not talking about just absolute, you know, bad, you know, players here. Obviously, they were good enough to, you know, get on the team. But, uh, you know, once they were here, you know, what they did was not, you know, even if it was ended up being like Donnie Toya by default, I mean, just the, the performance wasn't there to keep them off of the list, essentially. Yeah, yeah and, and there were... You know, it came down to sometimes it just came down to numbers, and you looked, and he would look at goals and assists and go, "Okay, well, this person had nothing, like zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but in Mateus's case, yes, he was bad. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, defensive midfielder was Amobi Akugo, who was original uh, member of the team, came in from Philadelphia, uh, was expected to play a pretty pivotal role early on, and. He played his way right out of town by the middle of the season. And yeah. uh, I have to say, I, I definitely expected better performances than what we saw. And he he kind of kicked around MLS for about another... Well, he was traded midseason to Kansas City. And then he ended up in Portland for about a cup of coffee. But he was then he was out of the league and is, is in the USL. So that, that just pretty much tells you all you need to know right there <laughs> well i mean he was you know servando carrasco basically took over for him and that you know mm-hmm. nothing against servando but that really tells you quite a bit yeah i mean they're traded for each other so, yeah um the attacking midfielders were lewis neal and josue coleman now lewis neal if you're looking at the usl era was pretty solid mm-hmm. uh but in the mls era Oh, man. Rough, rough, rough uh, guy to look at his statistically when you look at when he played in the attacking midfield. Um, and he did play some defensive midfield as well. And some of these guys did play multiple positions. Josue Coleman was brought in as a young defense, uh, young designated player. Still technically on the team, but he's on loan. And uh, has not been good. His only goal was really shot by Scott Sutter. Yeah. It, it just happened to hit him on the way in, right. and that's how he has a goal. Um, I, I've heard, had some people, you know, complain to me about his inclusion that he was he was not used properly. Well, he wasn't used much at all because he couldn't earn the trust of his coaches that he knew what he was doing out there. And when he was out there, eh, it was kind of a mess. I mean, you can see that he's got skill on the ball, but. He doesn't play defensively. He's out of position a lot, and that's that's problematic. Yeah, we we talked about you know when he when he came in, we talked about um, him having trouble making the adjustment to uh, MLS. Um, you know, we mentioned yeah, you could see the talent, but it, it wasn't translating onto the field for numerous reasons. Um, and I remember you at the time saying that if you know the reason he's not out there is because he's not doing enough in training to warrant being out there and you know that's really kind of the story and if it's we're not talking about you know one coach that just had you know a problem with him he played for two different coaches so it's it wasn't just you know o'connor he also played for christ well and i think there was a misidentification of him as what he is as a player because if you'll recall when when Josue coleman was signed and he ended up wearing the number 10 yeah. Uh, they called him their new number 10. And I'm like, I'm watching his highlights, 
and I'm watching video of him, and I'm thinking, this guy's not a number 10. Where, where did he get number 10 from? Maybe they thought they could convert him, but yeah. he played. He was playing his best soccer previously to joining Orlando City as a winger in a three-man mm-hmm. front line. And honestly, I think that's how he where he played his best soccer when he was here. So, um, you know, as a right attacking mid or a wing player, I think he was fine. He wasn't great, um, but again, he, he showed he showed some flashes. Uh, definitely can dribble. Likes to dribble sometimes to the point of, you know taking the ball into a blind alley between five guys. Um, but, you know, and that's part of why he's on loan. He's just, he wasn't getting it done here. Uh, he wasn't getting it done in training. He wasn't getting on the field. So uh, I have no problem with his inclusion in this, uh, in this worst 11. Uh, we're, I'm going to go up to striker next and talk about Martin Patterson. Cause he doesn't qualify under the minutes played or the games played, but I, I consulted with Scott on this selection. And I said, yeah, this guy's the worst striker we've ever had. <laughs> uh, he was brought in to be the starting striker on the inaugural team and play in front of Kaká. And honestly, I got to see that happen one time in the preseason, and it looked really good, but it was against a sort of younger side for FC Dallas. Um, right. Uh, but and it's, there's not a lot you can take out of preseason games, but they look to have a very good chemistry. He got hurt in the preseason and continued to re-injure himself right as he was getting ready to come back. Uh, so I don't know if that was on him or if it was on a mis- misidentification of the injury. Uh, as I recall, I think they 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 didn't die. It wasn't diagnosed properly initially. And anyway, so Patterson didn't get on the field a whole lot. When he did get on the field, he didn't do much. And here's a guy who should have been trying to really prove himself and earn a starting position and only have to beat out a rookie to do it. And he couldn't do that. And <laughs> in just a few games, uh, he decided he was going to go out and party in New York city and then missed the flight home and got thrown out. Uh, and, and so therefore I said to Scott, this guy's the worst striker we've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, empirically speaking, that is the, the facts all line up uh, that he is the worst, and he earned the exception to that minimum games uh, played uh, rule there uh, because it was. Yeah. And say what you want about it being related to injuries or anything else, it doesn't matter. He he got beat out, and then he went and partied, and well, there you go. And like I said, Scott makes up the rules and so uh, he has the right to break them because it's his post. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Martin Patterson uh, played in the USL and uh, so there again you you see that he wasn't not not yet ready for primetime player as they used to call him on Saturday Night Live. Uh, and then the wing players were interesting because there were a lot of guys and a lot of guys that played there, but also played other positions. Right. And the two two guys that ended up on here did play other positions as well as where they played. Haji Berry, for example, played striker, um, but he also did play some out wide. Richie Larea played uh, attacking midfield. He played out wide several times. He played a couple times defensive midfield. Somebody got up in my mentions today about calling him a defensive midfielder, 
who now plays right back. Well, yeah, but he wasn't <laughs> a right back here. If he was a right back here, he might not be on this list, and we might not have ever gone out and got Juan. Yeah, yeah, so, good point. Uh, Richie, I I was very frustrated with Richie Larea as a player. Um, and again, this is not my list, but uh, I thought he played really well in OCB. I thought that that, that was uh, something that could translate to the MLS level, but whenever he got on the field... Um, He'd always, again, like Coleman, he'd do two or three things that made you think, wow, this guy can play, and then six or seven things made you go, mm, maybe not. Yeah, it's a shame that it that he didn't work out here. Um, and once again, plethora of reasons why. But regardless, when he was wearing purple, he was not living up to you know, what you saw at OCB and, and what he ended up, you know, being after he left. So, you know, regardless of why he, he earned his position on this list. Richie is, uh, is doing well now and good for him, but there's really no, it takes a certain, it it takes just making an, just coming up with an idea and then taking it to the player. And that's how you get a guy playing in a new position because there's no guarantee that anybody at Orlando City saw him as a fullback, but even if they did, there's no guarantee that he wasn't approached and you know wasn't interested in the move. Um, we don't know if if that was the case or not. Um, and here's a guy who was, you know, he'd gone through his rookie contract. He got let go. He went home. He's back home. His hometown team calls says, "Hey, you want to come uh, be a trialist? Sure, I'll come be a trialist." Now you're looking at a guy who's not. He's not a big shot uh, college star who was drafted highly anymore. You know, that's all way in the past. Now he's a guy who's just trying to keep his career going. So right. now when you're now when your coach says, Hey, you wanna maybe take a take a spell at fullback? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be glad to try fullback. Um, and you know, he's done well at it. And and I I kind of scoffed at that experiment, but it's worked out pretty well. You know, good for him for for making that transition. It can be tough, you know, if you've been in attacking mind, you know, and then to make that switch, a lot of people can't do it, and vice versa. So, um, you know, I, like you said, it was disappointing that he wasn't able to work out here, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, now, and and I'm sure he's got, you know, he went up to Toronto. It's a veteran team. A lot of guys that can keep him in line. Um, here, I think at times he was very immature. I mean, he took, it, whether it was with OCB or with the, the you know, this, the MLS club, I mean, he would take just the most ridiculous yellow cards. It's like there's nothing yeah. going on in the play, and he would come up and get involved in the play and take a yellow. It was just a stupid yellow card. Um, that was frustrating. Um, but, you know, he's, he seems to have learned somewhat from that, and maybe this experience in Orlando – uh, or his experience in Orlando has humbled him to the point where he can now have success. And sometimes that, that's what it takes with certain players. Yeah, it's and and not everybody works out at that. You know, every every club. I mean, obviously that's why there are trades. That's why there are the stories of you know guys, you know, making a career after you know leaving someplace or you know reinventing themselves at someplace else. So it's it's a shame, but I you know good for him for you know making good uh and then as far as haji is concerned he's a guy that really i wanted to see him succeed but 
Um, yeah. He just didn't quite have it at this level. He's very, very good USL player. Um, you know, he was uh, he scored a lot of goals for OCB. Uh, he has scored a lot of goals in USL since uh, you know after, after you know let, being let go here. Uh, he had opportunities with the the MLS side and just kind of got lost in games sometimes. So uh, none of these guys are terrible, and I think if you if you relax the restriction on the minutes played and everything, you would see some other names in here. Obviously, uh, a guy like Danny Mwanga was a big disappointment. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't say that Tony Cassio belongs here because he was too injured to ever really get on the field and, and show us anything. I can't call somebody the worst if they never were healthy enough to play. Uh, but there were other guys that, you know, I, I think Stefan Opino, there's a case that can be made that, he maybe belongs on that wing instead of Barry. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. You could make a case that somebody like Harrison Heath could be on this team in the midfield somewhere, um, or Tyler Turner, uh, you know, at right back. There's, But, you know, it's all subjective. But I think in this case, um, you know, Scott looked at it, wanted to... to put people on this list that had not made the impact and you know I think it's hard to argue that anybody on this worst 11 that he put together really made an impact for Orlando yeah no I mean Haji made an impact for OCB but not for <laughs> not for the main team and you know you and I have fond memories of him at OCB because you know we talked about it often you know of of how good he was doing it was often the you know the thing that we were talking about when we were talking about uh the b squad and and i i remember us wanting to you know see what he could do uh with the with the top tier and it just it never panned out we didn't used to have just an ocb minute no we actually talked about it for longer <laughs> than a minute yeah so an interesting exercise anyway i've had people come at me saying carlos rivas belongs here and then it, it, you know I don't think anybody was more frustrated with Carlos Rivas than I was, but <laughs> we, he, we've uh, we've joked off a lot about Carlos. But Rivas. he's he's like third in club history in the MLS era in assists and top ten in goals. So that's that's not somebody you can call worst. No, no, it's not. He he took enough shots that you know you remember. It, it's it's confirmation bias. You remember all the times that he sent it sailing because you know we talked about it so much and joked about it so much. But you know he had some good play in there, and there was a reason why he was on the field. Yeah, his main problem was he was just inconsistent, and he didn't uh, he didn't really have a full um, buy in as far as his attitude and 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 you didn't always see the best of Carlos Rivas, or, or you didn't always see him play as hard as he could play. No, but he did have a cannon of a foot. Oh, sure. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I think that there is, you know, maybe some room here. I don't know if he played enough minutes to qualify, but Brian Rochez could potentially be on that forward line as somebody who, uh, you know, didn't really pan out. He had a he had a nice little mini streak in 2015 or 16 uh, mm-hmm. where he scored a goal like in three or four straight games. But that was... That was virtually his whole entire career here. I remember he went to a youth, uh, maybe it was the U-20 World Cup, and he lost his passport, and it took him like a month and a half to get back on the team. 
Uh, oh God, I forgot the, about that. Once the once that competition was over, it took him a while to get home to Honduras, and then once he got to Honduras, it took him a while to get new paperwork and come here. It was a big mess. It was like, but that that again goes back to Brian Rochez because here's a guy who a lot of people thought was a a really great young defensive or you. Saying defensive, young designated player pickup or young designated player signing, uh, tons of talent, tons of upside, and he just, you know, to quote uh, Bull Durham, had a ten cent head, a million dollar <laughs> talent and ten cent head. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're traveling to a foreign country, maybe keep your passport someplace safe <laughs> right uh no there uh, yeah there are a ton of guys you know without the ms restrictions i could make this list and you had mentioned breck shea earlier I, I think you know breck breck actually contributed you know decently while he was here not to the level that people expected him to but mm-hmm. he was he was by no means you know one of the worst players on the field i mean you know he, he had talent it just it, it never it never fully I talk about somebody you know in their head in a weird way it, it, it never translated you know to um, Orlando City in any uh, great meaningful way which is why he's no longer here yeah Breck was uh, a little bit of a victim of playing out a position to try to help the team I mean here's another here's a guy who's like they wanted to make him a left back for the US national team and I'm, yep. of course I'm sure that Jurgen Klinsmann had those discussions with Adrian Heath, and yep. so then he turned up as a left back here. Um, he ended up playing uh, what forty six games with Orlando, scored three goals, assisted on six others. That's not terrible production for a guy who mainly played fullback. Yeah, yeah. Now, like I said, it was you know. His time here was not – it wasn't what we all hoped it would be, but I, I you hit on it there with the, the U.S. men's national team, and I think there was uh, a Jurgen experiment going on that affected his, his play uh, here as well. And, you know, he's one of those guys that, that was definitely a victim of, uh, you know, not playing where he should be playing, which that was a big problem that a lot of people had with Jurgen. So. I was very excited about the prospect of him playing – uh, on the left side of that three-man attacking midfield in a four-two-three-one for for Adrian Heath, but we just didn't see that enough because he was playing so much fullback at the time. And well, and almost everything that you remember him doing is him essentially being in that spot, just playing out of position for fullback, but right. doing something from that spot over there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks to Scott for putting that together. It was a, a good little piece that you know we got some got some traction out of and got some discussion out of there's really not been a whole lot of of news uh per se um one thing we could talk about dave is that the both mls and the nwsl have have sort of targeting june for maybe getting some games back up and going but at this point at least in my mind it seems dumb to even put any kind of target out there because we just don't know when life is going to sort of start seeping back to normal. And when it does, I got to think that big events are going to be the last thing that really come together. Yeah. It's, I, I think they're doing it just because they, they have to release something. Um, you know, some people have to maintain their phony baloney jobs, uh, 
as they say in Blazing Saddles. And, you know, oh, we'll be coming back around this time. Yes, that's that's what we'll be doing. Well, okay, no, they don't know any better than you or I know and better than anybody else knows. Um, but, you know, oh, well, uh, let's push out another month, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it just every time you push a date back, it just it's just another date you push back. It's kind of depressing. Well, the entire thing's depressing. Um, you know, I finally got FIFA working on my PlayStation, so um, that's helping a little bit. Okay, well, Dave, we've talked about pretty much all the newsy stuff that we <laughs> we have to talk about. Um, we could have answered a lot of questions from our listeners but our listeners are being very stubborn about asking questions. And I'm not really sure why that is, but I can tell you that it sucks. It sucks to not have questions to answer. But I get it, because here's the thing. If people are like me, and God, I hope you're not like me, but if you are like me, you listen to your podcast in the car while you're commuting. I am so far behind on podcast day because I haven't had a commute in a month and so I listened to him in dribs and drabs I listened to a little bit of a podcast last night while I was uh, mowing the lawn which is not easy to do because you got to really crank the volume to be able to hear it (laughs) over the mower Uh, and let me just say this Dave I my lawn wasn't that bad I just mowed it for fun uh, because there was like nothing to do so I just went out and mowed the lawn (laughs) Well, you know, that's it's, it's exercise. Yeah, but anyway, people aren't asking questions. I think part of it is because we're they're not able to commute and listen to us in the car. Uh, so that's that's got to be playing into this. And maybe people are just a little freaked out right now and maybe discombobulated and they're out of their normal um, frame of mind. So let's just give them a reminder that if you do want to ask us anything, it doesn't have to be about soccer. It could be about what we're streaming uh, you know our thoughts on on esports. It could be on you know where are we gonna go eat first once this whole quarantining thing has been lifted. Um, you know what what's gonna be our first big event we're gonna go to when we're allowed to gather again. That kind of thing. I mean, it could be anything. But yeah, the, I mean, what what kind of post apocalyptic planning are we doing? You know, <laughs> anything. The way you do this, there's two ways. You can ask us anything on Twitter. We are at the mainland, and you just hit us up with the hashtag AskTMLPC, or you can email us at themainland at gmail.com and uh, ask us anything there. So there's two ways you can do it, and uh, we appreciate your questions, and we don't have any this week. So I think uh, what I'm going to do, uh, since uh, at least for the next couple of days, since I'm not at work, and even when I'm at work, I'm not really busy right now, uh, I'm going to make a concerted effort to get out there on the Twitters and try and see if I can't pull people in engage them give me some questions something i mean that's it's literally the least thing i can do why don't you hit up mark johnson mark johnson hasn't asked us a question in a while he hasn't and you know mark johnson you know i'm sure longtime listeners remember him well he's actually a personal personal friend of mine and so not only will i uh hit him up on the twitters but uh, i may have to actually give him a phone call and tell him to get off his rear end and do it i thought you're gonna say not only are you going to hit him up on Twitter, but you were going to actually hit him. 
And I think that's violation of social distancing. Well, fortunately for him, uh, he's not even in the state right now, so it would be really tough. Okay, so is he, like, trapped during quarantine? He can't even get home kind of thing? Nah, he moved up to uh, he moved up north a little bit when he was um, after after the whole law school thing to to do his first little stint as a lawyer. So uh, working for another friend of ours, and and you know he's doing well, um, but uh, yeah, but he's he's just not in Tally anymore. I think that's what they call your first job is your first little stint of lawyering. Hey, this guy is a young friend of mine. I get to treat him like that. <sighs> All right, well, Dave. What is your biggest? Um, what is your biggest? Uh, your stay-at-home mandate um, um, vice? Like, what is your vice? What is the thing that you can't stop doing that you need to stop doing? <laughs> that I need to stop doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I should probably stop sitting my rear end on the couch playing Skyrim and drinking beer, honestly. But it's just so much fun. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, I think that qualifies. I mean, it's it's definitely fun, and it's definitely not the best for you. I did, however, we talked about this last week. I did actually get on the uh, the indoor bike today and ride some. So that's good. Yeah. So there's there's. I need to do that more, but that's not a that's not a vice. I need to stop. No. No. No, That's Uh, a good thing. Yeah. The beer thing is. I'm probably not going to give up. It's just. It's too yummy. Yeah. For me, Dave, it is I've got to stop buying music. Yes, um, I've noticed that because I follow you on other than working with you on this and, and on the website. I do follow you on other social media, and I'm well aware of your uh, purchasing habits in regards to music. Yeah, so I've been buying a lot of 5.1 surround sound discs, Blu-rays, DVD audio, um, and I bought three deluxe box sets uh, from a British band I like a lot called Marillion. Um, I have also purchased recently a surround sound uh, disc of a band called Anathema, which I really like, which um, I already owned the album, but this is now, now I have it in surround, so <laughs> uh, so I've made a purchase that I didn't need to make, but it, at least that was a bargain. It was like nine bucks. Ah, um, well. So I got a good deal on that, and then, um, yeah, last night I ordered some Stephen Wilson surround sound discs, and... Uh, yeah, it's 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 a disease, it's an illness. Well, and I'm not going to tell you to stop because I know it makes you happy, uh, and I don't think you're actually harming anybody <laughs> by doing it. But uh, you know, I, I think more so what you need to do is uh, if you can find any uh, any YouTube stuff, get out there on the social media and share some of these. Uh, you know this music with the listeners you know so they can go go check it out and listen to them that way uh, they'll know what you're talking about yeah that might be a thing to do i have i've been totally ignoring my blog by the way my personal blog I, that's that's been the biggest problem with me is i figured i would just be filling that thing and i just have not felt like writing since this whole thing started and even like like even when it started it had been a few weeks since i'd put anything up maybe even a month and now I'm just like I just don't even feel like writing right now and it's, it's hard it's a it's a it's a problem I'm just not in the right frame of mind I guess um I'm just really discombobulated it's it's weird um I've been in my car it's it's April 15th when we're we're recording this 
And in the month of April, I've been in my car twice. I've been literally been inside my car two times this whole month, which is really weird for me. Yeah. Um, since I'm used to being in it daily, and and both times was on a Saturday to just run up to the store to see if they had toilet paper, and they yeah. didn't. So I came right back. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's it's been. Uh... It's it's hard, uh, you know. You and I both write not just for the website, but our own own blogs. And it's you're right. It's uh, mentally it's tough to get into that that headspace to, you know, put something together uh, because so much is weird and different. And and you, I, for me, I don't want to write about that stuff. You know, there's plenty. You know, everybody's already experiencing it. I don't think anybody wants to hear my experience about it, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, I'm not that bad off, you know, any of it. You know, I don't know anybody that has it. I haven't, you know, been, you know, yeah, I'm probably making a little bit less money, but I'm fine. You know, what what the hell am I going to write about, you know? Um, and so, and then by the same token, you don't, you, you don't feel like writing about anything else because all this is going on and, you know, I, what, what am I going to, you know, tell people about? Yeah, and here's here's the beers that I tried today. You know, no, nobody. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to read that. I mean, at least with the with the mainland, you know, it's like, okay, I have a focus. I, I you know, I'm within a framework of topics that I, I need to, to stay within, and that helps focus you. Right. Whereas on our personal blogs, it's just, you know, it's whatever's, you know, stirring up our own creative juices. And, and right now, uh, uh, there's nothing. I don't nothing have there. any. I don't have any creative juices right now. Ex- exactly. Exactly my point. Which is why it's... we're just babbling at this point on the podcast. <laughs> we don't have anything to talk about. There's nothing new. And it's, you know, we would we would invite topics from our listeners. If you, if you don't want to ask us a question, write to us and give us some potential topics. We'd be happy to talk about stuff. It's just not occurring to us because we have no creativity right now. Um, which is which is hard for guys like us because you know we don't let you know we, neither you or I get paid a ton of money to do any of this stuff and you know it's we do it because we enjoy doing it we even, we're doing this podcast because we enjoy doing this podcast and um, you know yeah I, I would love absolutely love if you know people would be like hey talk about this you know whether it's a question or you know. If, I mean, we always ask for questions, but yeah, give us a topic, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's the game where you ask for topics? I don't know. I sh- there's gotta be, see this is how, <laughs> this is how fried my brain is. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Anything. I know. Um, I can't even think of it, but there's I gotta, I, there's I gotta be, say, so just give us some topics. Yeah. And I would even say that if you're a long time listener to the show and you want to come on and talk to us on here, I'm open to listening to you and potentially doing that. That would be awesome, I think. So I would thoroughly enjoy that. You know, we can do that. We we are. The other, that's the other the weird thing about this whole thing is I figured I'd be talking to all these people that I haven't talked to in years. I haven't called anybody. I don't talk, feel like talking to anybody. It's like everybody's going through this crap together, and we all know what everybody's going through. So it's 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 terrible. It's like it's like oh yeah you yeah you're having trouble getting toilet paper and, and hand soap. Oh yeah, me too. Have yeah. You, have you found any Clorox wipes? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I literally talked to my dad for the first time since all this started, you know, however many weeks ago, on the phone. I mean, I text with him all the time, but like an actual phone conversation. Today was the first day that that happened, and 
it's like he called me at like 10 a.m. and I'm just like, oh, dad's calling me. And, you know, of course, my first thought is I hope everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when he's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm like, okay, you know, good. Everybody's okay. And then, you know, we have we have a nice conversation, but, you know, there's nothing going on. So there's only so much news you can share with anybody. Yeah. And you don't want to, you know, don't want to call anybody call up and say, uh, yeah, I got the Rona. Uh, so, you know, every time the phone rings, if it's some, uh, uh, like a number that you don't see very often, you're like, uh oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... You don't want that. No. no. But yeah, let's, uh, I encourage you guys, reach out to us. Come on. Tell us about you, you know, who you are, what you do, how long you've been listening, you know, what you like about Orlando City or Orlando Pride or OCB, uh, although we're going to limit you to one minute on that. And, um, you know, uh, I I think it would be a load of fun and, and, you know, hopefully the listeners would too. No idea is too far out there right now. Just No. I mean, we spent a good long time on Tiger King, so we're obviously open to talking about you know, just about anything. Speaking of which, that, Dave. Were you yeah. were you able to watch the so-called after show that Joel McHale did? No. Okay, so oh my if you go God. if you go back into Netflix, you uh-huh. will see that there is a new episode of Tiger King. And what That's that awesome. what that new episode is is Joel McHale is in his house socially distancing himself from everybody and he has a video chat with several of the people that were on the show. And, and does, like, follow-up questions. And, of course, he doesn't have Joe, uh, the Tiger King. He doesn't have Carol Baskins and her husband. But he's got, like, he's got, like, Jeff Lowe and his wife on there. Uh-huh. He's got Josh, the campaign manager guy, is on there. Um, one of Joe's husbands, uh, the one that had no teeth. He has teeth now. Oh, he's he had teeth before the show came out. It's just so. they they thought it... Whoever put the show together didn't think it would look good if he had the teeth. Anyway, and that was the thing. he was they, he was upset about that. So they ha- <laughs> couldn't have been too upset because he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway, they had him on there, and they had um, uh, several of the people who worked in the park, um, including the guy that uh, doesn't have real legs anymore, and the woman who got her arm ripped off. That's I I will watch that tomorrow absolutely because I've actually been watching. Uh, Joe Miguel on uh, Netflix uh, because we've I've introduced my wife to Community. Oh yeah, so we've Community's been, phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So I, I, you know, she was like, "Oh, what should we watch?" And I'm like, "Did you ever see Community?" She's like, "No." I said, "We're watching Community." So of course she loves it because it's awesome. Yeah. So I have been watching him, and so it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. But I will absolutely I will check that out tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, the only reason I knew that they put that out there was because the uh, Twitter universe was had his name trending. I was like, and every time somebody's name's trending, you're like, oh crap, somebody died, right? Right. Um, right. Like you're on Twitter and you're like, oh, why is Joel McHale's name trending? He either died or he did something that made everybody mad. Well, in this case, he made a lot of people mad because people thought he was mean in his questions. And I, so I'm watching this, thinking, I'm waiting for the like the really mean questions. And I thought he was fine. I, th- I thought that he he was like a lot meaner when he did talk soup. Oh yeah, yeah. God, talk so, soup, jeez. I, I thought he was great. I thought the questions were great. He, some of his follow-up questions were things that I wanted. I, I'm, I, I was so glad he asked that question because that's the same thing I thought of next. Um, 
So yeah, it was uh, it was a good show. They call it an after show. It's basically on there as an extra episode now, so uh, you can okay. find that. So Tiger King people, if you didn't see that, uh, the other thing that they did this year that uh, this week that I didn't see was they had a TMZ uh, uh, investigation on Tiger King on uh, Fox, I believe it was, and I didn't see that. Um, because I forget it was on late and I was like I had something that I had to do before bed probably edit stories for the mainland <laughs> and uh, so I didn't get to see it but uh, oh no that's what it was yeah it was um, it was on Monday night and I didn't see it for a couple reasons number one I did have to edit Monday night uh, two I was watching a replay of a phenomenal uh, football game college football game that uh, from a few years back that I wanted to see. And uh, then when that ended, I still could have seen it, but then I had to, like, I couldn't go to bed without watching Better Call Saul, so I had to watch that. Oh, well, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. So the, I ended up uh, missing that. You know, since I started out the podcast on a bummer, I'll, I'll add this in. Uh, another good thing, if uh, you haven't seen it, is on... Um, YouTube, if you search uh, John Krasinski, and some uh, some good news, um, I think it's some good news, good news network, something like that. Just search Krasinski; it'll come up. He's had three episodes of it so far, and it's all positive, really cool stuff that he's doing from you know, obviously from his house, social distancing and all that. But if you if you need a pick me up and and occasionally maybe a good cry because it's you know so cool and so happy and and touching, check that out. It's 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 well worth it to brighten up your day a bit. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, he's been doing some crazy good stuff. Like he he teamed up with uh, I think it was David Ortiz, and they're they're like. They bought like Red Sox tickets for life, uh, yeah. for a group of medical workers. Yeah, uh, for the yeah for the COVID staff at his his hospital in his hometown or something yeah. like that. And yeah. and uh, we won't even get into the whole Hamilton thing, so I don't want to ruin anything if people haven't seen it. But I mean, it's it's uh, I I look forward to it. And of course, you know, Krasinski, he's he's done some serious stuff recently. And so you kind of missed, you know, Jim from the office, Krasinski. Mm-hmm. And this is not exactly that, but it's him having fun and being, you know, his jovial self that we, you know, kind of all met when Jim came around. And so it's, it's nice to see that again. Yeah. In fact, he's, uh, he's also just signed a deal, I think to be in the Marvel comic universe or the MCU. He's going to be an MCU character. That's what he was hinting at in the last one. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a pretty great uh, month for him, even though we've got all this stuff going on. Well, unless uh, there's, I mean, I, I think I know what character he's going to be because it's the one that he's actually been rumored about for a while. So if it's if it is indeed that one, one it wouldn't surprise me, and uh, two it'll be great casting. But you know, uh, it's up to you. I don't want to get spoilers if we don't want to. All right, Dave, anything else that we need to touch on before we wrap this up and uh, put a bow on it? Not unless we got a five-star review. We have no new reviews. If you want to leave us a review and a five-star rating, we'll read your review on the air, as long as it's a review for a five-star rating. Uh, So go to iTunes, look us up, 
leave us a review with a five-star rating. We'll read it on the show. Uh, and if you don't want to give us five stars, just give us how many stars you think we should have. And and at least uh, the more uh, hits we get that way, the uh, the more we'll come up in searches and maybe we'll get in front of some more people. Which we would like. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think, unless uh, you can think of something else, I think we'll put a, an end to episode 192. Uh, we don't know when soccer will be back. We hope that it will be back in mid-June, but um, I would say the odds are against that. I think uh, until people are back to school and work, I don't think we're going to see people back in stadiums. Um, so I, I really think that right now we just need to continue doing what we're doing. I know that there are some people that are a little bit bent out of shape because they're like, well, this isn't as bad as everybody said it was going to be. That's because people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. By and large, the social distancing thing is working. Most people are doing it. There are still some knuckleheads who are not doing it, but most people are doing it, and they're staying safe, and they're keeping this thing from spreading more, and that's why the fatalities and the, the number of infections haven't been as high as originally projected, and I think that's to be commended and you know, a few years from now when people look back and say, oh, it was stupid that they shut down the whole country for that because it wasn't that bad. Just remember, it could have been horrible. Yeah, it, it's, um, there's a, there's a phenomenon. There's a, there's a name for, you know, that idea that, oh, you know, we shouldn't have had to do all that. Look, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad because we did all that. There's a, I can't remember what the psychological thing is that that is, what, whatever it is, but that's what's going on. So listen to the scientists, social distance, be responsible, help your fellow human being, stay safe. Yeah, safety is a good thing. Not having people sick and dying is a good thing. And it's, like you know, I, I worked for five years uh, with the Professional Society of Emergency Physicians here in the state of Florida. And I know a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of these men and women, I still am, am on social media with a lot of them. Uh, so I see I see what they what they have to say quite often about this and the doctors. If you if you you know if you don't trust your doctor, then who are you trusting in life? I mean because these doctors are are telling you how serious this is, and it's not the flu. It's not just a bad flu. Um, we've seen people in every age category die. You never know who could. Uh, so just let's just keep doing what we're doing no matter how much it sucks um at least you know you're getting to go through your dvds again and read a read a book maybe uh maybe you're on the phone with some from friends and family more often maybe you're playing cards or teaching your kids uh you know some new games or whatever whatever you're doing um you know it's better than being on a ventilator yeah it it really is, and and we're not going to get in all this because I'll 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 start a rant, and we don't want that in this podcast. This is a no rant zone. Um, all right, so that'll do it. We'll be back next week to do episode one ninety three. If you would like to be on that episode, you know, just let us know. Get in yeah. contact with us. We already told you our email is themainland at gmail dot com. Uh, drop us a note. Tell us why you want to come on and talk to us. And uh, we'll try to make that happen. And, uh, you know, that way, if we don't have questions from the listeners, we'll just have the listeners on. If nothing else, you can at me on Twitter. I'm at Mainland Dave. You can at Michael at Mainland Michael. Let us know. That's true. You can hit us up there. Uh, Of course, the site's Twitter is at the Mainland. 
can like us on Facebook, uh, read our stuff at themainland.com, and uh, you already know what Dave and I have been up to for the last several weeks. We want to know what you guys are doing because we need some fresh material. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's either that or Michael and I get together and pick a show and then we talk about it. I mean, so unless unless that's what you want, and if that's what you want us to do, let us know that too. Yeah, if you want this to be a Seinfeld rewatch or something, you know, we could probably make that happen, and we can see how deep we get into the show before things go back to normal. That's right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, stay safe, everybody. We'll do it again next week. We'll sign off the way we always do by saying, "Go City, go Pride, go OCB, and go away COVID nineteen.